What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, had another good weekend, for sure. We have some good stuff to talk about. You know, we have more teams clinching the playoffs. It seems like pretty much every day now we'll have a new team clinch their postseason berth because that's the stage of the season we're at. We're at, like, the final week, pretty much. So, yesterday we saw the Padres and the Yankees clinch. The Padres clinched their first playoff berth in 14 years, ended their drought. We hadn't seen the Padres do this since 2006. That's that's a long time. That's a long time. I mean, but after, you know, such a long drought, the Padres headed back to the playoffs. They got a 7-4, 11-inning victory over Seattle yesterday afternoon, and they secured their spot at the big dance. And, I mean, this is a team that everyone is excited to see in October. And no one's really going to say that, hey, they just snuck in because of the expanded format. Because they have the National League's second best record. And they are legitimate World Series contenders this year. I mean, they're most likely going to open the postseason hosting a wildcard series as the number four seed in the NL. As things stand right now, they would face the Marlins, obviously, we know that the National League race is tight and, and, you know, a lot can change between now and then, even though it's only a week away. But congrats to the Padres. Um, the longest tenured Padre right now is Will Myers. And fittingly, he hit a three-run homer yesterday. And then Denelson Lamette, the longest tenured Padres pitcher, worked six dominant innings. So this is like, it seems like each of Denelson Lamette's past few starts, I've just been talking about how dominant he's been because it seems like every time he's gone out there, he's been lights out. So he's he's definitely their best pitcher this year. It's like without a doubt. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, a 207 ERA on the year. You know, 65 innings pitch. He's been filthy. 11 starts so far this year. He's been really good. So, yeah, you're, you're looking at a, a Padres team that's young and will definitely have some growing to do as we'll most likely see in the postseason. I mean, we're talking about World Series contenders, but honestly, like, um, this could just be a year where they they get close um, but and taste it, but not really reach the promised land. But it will be a good learning experience for them as they move forward. But, yeah, Will Myers' home run yesterday was his 14th of the year. And, um, yeah, so for, for all the San Diego fans out there, congratulations on clinching your spot in the playoffs and yeah so that will be that the other team that clinched a playoff spot was the Yankees however Yankees actually lost yesterday to the Red Sox so this was the Red Sox first win against the Yankees all season long they had been winless against New York all season long and they did it thanks to Tanner Hawk who he's created some late-inning buzz for the Red Sox. He's put together back-to-back stellar performances in his first two major league starts. Hawk opened with five no-hit innings against the Yankees. Then he departed, having allowed just one hit over six innings. And the Red Sox would win this 10-2. So Tanner Hawk definitely led the way yesterday. Uh, Michael Chavis had a two-homer game to back him. Uh, But for not allowing a hit to the first 17 batters you face in your second major league start against the good Yankees squad, 
that's a very, you know, that's a very successful outing for Tanner Hawk. You know, the best pitcher in the Red Sox farm system. I mean, Boston's farm system has definitely had a lot of impact hitters in recent years, but they haven't had a homegrown starting pitcher win 10 games in a season since Felix Dubron did so in 2013. So Tanner Hawk's 24, you know, 24 years old. And um, he definitely looks poised to break that drought as early as next year, hopefully. So, yeah, Red Sox farm hasn't had much of pitching, but Hawk looks to be like the one guy who can end that skid. You know, right-handed pitcher picked out of Mizzou just a couple years ago. So I, I mentioned that the Yankees uh, clinched their postseason berth, which they did. They did. Um, I mean, even though they lost yesterday, it was enough. Uh, you know, because, you know, other teams also losing. They had a magic number. But the Bronx Bombers have definitely lived up to their nickname this year. Uh, they've just been, especially this September, they've just been hitting a lot of home runs. And we will see, we, we will be seeing a very good Yankees squad in October. I guarantee you that. I mean, Garrett Cole at the top of their rotation, then one of the most fearsome lineups in all of baseball. The Cincinnati Reds, they pass a huge test as they get a series win yesterday uh, over the White Sox. The White Sox leading the AL Central. So yesterday was a 7-3 victory. So they ended up taking two out of the three games in the series. So all that's left for them are six games. Three that are very critical, which are against the Brewers at home, and then three more against the Twins. So they feel like they're a playoff team obviously, and um, at least that's what Michael Lorenzen said. He struck out eight and four and two-thirds innings, and uh, it was a huge test for the Reds, and, and they passed the test. So Cincinnati's 500 right now. They're 27-27. But, you know, aside from Saturday's loss, you know, they've won seven of their last eight games and eight of their last ten. So there's still one game behind second place St. Louis for the second automatic playoff spot in the NL Central. But they are tied with Milwaukee for the second spot in the NL wildcard race. So they do lead that uh, season series tiebreaker 4-3. to three, But they have three games head-to-head with Milwaukee coming up here. So they're going to try to um, you know, create some distance there. If they take two out of three from, from Milwaukee there, then you know they'll be golden. They'll be golden. That's just coming up in the next couple of days. So, yeah. Yesterday, Reds get a nice victory over the White Sox, and they move to 500, and you know they, they stay in the hunt. They stay in the hunt for October. Kyle Wright, he baffled the Mets in a six and one third one hit gem yesterday at City Field for the Atlanta Braves. So, I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a solo homer, and that provided all the run support. Kyle Wright needed, even though they would give him more. I mean, the Braves won seven to nothing, but you know, not giving up any runs. Kyle Wright had been, you know, having some struggles here um, at times, but he got his first career win yesterday with six strong innings. I'm sorry, he got it. He got his second career win yesterday, which um, because his first was six innings at Nats Park last weekend. Then yesterday, it was you know six and a third shutout innings, and just one hit, just one hit. So, yeah, they blanked the Mets. Um, 
yeah, like I said, Ronald Cooney Jr. led the way. He drove in four, actually. And then he would add a three-run double in the ninth. And he's he seems to be heating up. He seems to be heating up. Because he entered the series finale hitting 133 over the first nine games of the road trip. But then looks like yesterday was a breakout game for him. And, um, yeah. So the... Braves defeat the Mets yesterday by a score of seven to nothing. George Springer hit two home runs for the Astros yesterday in what might have been his final game at Minute Maid Park. You know, a guy who's been the source of many huge moments for the Astros in recent seasons. He had an inside the park homer in the sixth, then a game tying homer over the fence in the seventh, which set the stage for Carlos Correa to drive in the winning run with an eighth-inning sack fly for a 3-2 win over the D-backs yesterday afternoon. And, yeah, George Springer, I mean, he's, he's 31 years old, and, you know, everybody knows that this is a guy who is going to be a free agent this offseason. Um, he, Michael Brantley, and Lee Guriel, so playing what might be their final home game at Minute Maid Park. Who knows? But right now, just looking at that postseason push, the Astros have a four-game lead over the Mariners for that second AL West spot, which gives them a guaranteed playoff berth. They have a magic number three to clinch a spot in the playoffs. And then they'll head to Seattle for a three-game series beginning on Monday. And, um, yeah. So, obviously, you're probably wondering, well, what happens if they do make the playoffs? Well, the thing is, with the wild card round, they're going to be playing at the higher seeded team. They wouldn't be playing at home because they're not going to have the higher seed. And then after the wild card round, it'll be at neutral sites. So th- th- this was potentially the last game at home. So, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but the Strohs won 3-2 to two over the D-backs yesterday. Jack Flaherty and Yadi Molina were clutch as the Cards held on to second place yesterday as they got a 2-1 victory over the Pirates. Flaherty punched out 11 against Pittsburgh yesterday. 11 strikeouts, one run over six innings. And that was a stellar start. What he needed after allowing a career-high nine runs against the Brewers last Tuesday. And then... Molina hit a home run, a go-ahead homer in the seventh. And um, that was just what the doctor ordered as the Cards get a 2-1 to victory at, P- at PNC Park. Jose Ramirez hits two home runs to, stri- to, sorry, to spark the Tribe offense, Tribe meaning Indians, yesterday. He's flown under the radar this season. He's actually put together a season worthy of at least a few AL MVP votes. I mean, we all know that he's been on the ballot before. He was third place both in 2017 and 2018. But his second two-homer game in the last four days, and, and this dude has definitely um, been been good. I mean, he's top five in the American League at homers, uh, top five in stolen bases, and he's seventh in RBIs. And war as well, actually. Wait a minute. Um, I'm sorry. He's first in war. He's first in war in the American League. So, per Fangraphs at least, 2.8 is his war 
so far this season. So he leads the Indians in average homers, ribby, stolen bases, runs scored, OBP, slugging percentage, all that good stuff. I mean, typical Jose Ramirez numbers when he's going well. The last couple of years, we've seen him be up and down, but this year he's been really good. At least, um, you know, power and speed kind of thing. It's kind of weird. Jose Ramirez just doesn't look like the kind of guy who's fast to me. I mean, he's always been a stolen base guy. He's always had good steal numbers. But I never really liked that. He just doesn't, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't really look like the kind of guy who you would think has good speed or anything. But, you know, he has he has good stolen base numbers. So that's that. But, yeah, that's going to do it for today, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.